Hey guys, my name is Ben Berman and welcome to the Starting It Up podcast where I interview all types of entrepreneurs uncovering actionable steps and inspiration that you can use to build your business, your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to create and live the life you've always wanted. On this episode, we talk with David Leibowitz, who is the Director of Strategic Partnerships and founding team member of Everpedia. David's story is one that's pretty unique to this podcast. He actually reached out to the founder of Everypedia, Mabode, uh, who was also the founder of Rap Genius. David's been following him for a while. He was really into what he was doing. So he reached out, asked him if there was any way he can help, and eventually joined as an intern. You know, fast forward a few years, and David, you know, is rapidly growing throughout the company. And, you know, just goes to show, and this is what we talk about uh, in the episode, how far you can, you can get just by, you know, reaching out, asking for something and just, you know, taking a chance. We we talk about things like how to identify and make the most of a really great opportunity, uh, how Everpedia is changing the encyclopedia landscape, what the status is with crypto, and a bunch of other topics. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here it goes. All right. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have David Leibowitz, who is the Director of Strategic Partnerships at Everypedia. Everypedia is a uh, decentralized uh, blockchain-based encyclopedia um, that's, you know, for everyone out there who knows what Wikipedia is, it's it's pretty similar, but they have a unique spin to it. Um, you know, they're revolutionizing uh, the way that information is kind of, you know, on the web. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you, David. Give us a brief intro into what Everypedia is, and then we can kind of dive deeper into into your personal story and and learn more about um, you know how you actually ended up there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you for having having me on, Ben. Uh, really excited to be here. And uh, yeah, to get into it, um, you pretty much covered the basic uh, front layer of it. Yeah. So Everypedia right now we're a decentralized encyclopedia. Um, that is basically, I like to think of it as the next generation Wikipedia, uh, not only in terms of decentralizing, but in terms of content as well. So Everpedia, it originally started in 2015 with this idea that Wikipedia is too deletionist. Um, with the uh, onset of new platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, that appeared after Wikipedia launched in 2002, you had like this whole new cast of uh, social media stars and influencers that have hundreds of thousands of followers, but yet don't have wiki pages. So that's, uh, and so Everpedia is much more of an inclusive knowledge base, for example, would include those influencers as well as other people, um, such as people breaking news, uh, up and coming musicians, journalists, anybody who, I like to think of it as a white space of in between it's getting searched for a lot, but it's just not on Wikipedia Wikipedia yet because of its notability guidelines. That's where uh, Everypedia really thrives. And uh, along with all those pages, we imported all of Wikipedia, all of English Wikipedia. And then we're in the process of importing other languages as well, such as Russian, Chinese, Korean. And so that's basically uh, the content part of uh, Everypedia. And then what this... When we added uh, in 2017, um, we saw what was happening with blockchain and crypto, and we had some experience on our team in that field, and we decided to take a look into that. Um, we made the proper connections in the uh, this one 
blockchain community called EOS, um, which is, uh, I like to think of it as a competitor to Ethereum. They're both kind of world computer blockchain platforms. They host other tokens on it. And so we decided to build on top of EOS. And uh, next thing we know, um, the next thing I know, we end up raising $30 million from uh, Galaxy Digital and Block One to do so. And we launched our blockchain-based uh, encyclopedia in twenty in late in the summer of 2018. And um, wait, can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can still yeah. hear you. Okay, okay, cool. I, I thought something I went out there, but yeah. In 2018, <laughs> we uh, launched the blockchain-based um, version of Everpedia. And what's really cool about this is that it rewards people for making edits. So the native token to Everpedia is IQ. And in order to make edits, you put up IQ as collateral. You, let's say you put up 50 IQ on an edit you made. And then the community of IQ holders votes on articles. And so they, they see, they make sure it's good fit in good faith, that there isn't any spam or whatnot, and they can vote to either approve or reject it. If it's approved, then you get rewarded with IQ tokens. And if it's rejected, then it's what you call the IQ tokens are slashed. So you, can't, you won't be able to access them for a certain amount of time. And quick question. So what, like for everyone listening, what would be the benefits of, you know, gaining these IQ tokens? What would someone who, who has those tokens actually be able to do with them? Uh, or what like benefit would it, would it uh, give them? Uh, the benefits are, it gives, literally gives you a stake in the network. So it's, you, you have the power to change the content where you see fit. And as the network grows uh, in value, then your IQ tokens grow in value. So that's another benefit and it's uh, and is yeah. there like uh, is there like a said number of iq tokens that yeah. was like made you know right at the beginning yes, or i mean okay. well there's the uh total circulating um supply is going to be 10 billion um but that's in that's like way way long in the future so we're in scenario so okay gotcha um, to give you an idea 500 new iq token are minted every 30 minutes uh that's the inflation rate we have right now um we we plan to adjust that in the future uh, based on community consensus and seeing how the community feels and how many more active uh, users we have editing the platform. Gotcha. And could you kind of, you know, maybe talk about the metrics right now? Like how many um, pages does Everpedia have right now? How yeah. many people are actually on the platform and then how many people are actually, you know, willingly like contributing yeah. um, and, and, and doing that on the platform? Yeah, so we have over 6 million English articles right now. Like I said, we imported all of Wikipedia and plus, uh, which is around like 5.5 million articles and then a million more pages of our content. So that's actually six and a half million. And then, like I said, we, we're importing all uh, Spanish Wikipedia, Russian Wikipedia, like we, we're playing all these different pages, we, we, you name it. So it should come out to like 18 million articles and across all languages when we're finished. Uh, in terms of yeah, uh -huh. in terms of metrics, we receive uh, 2.5 to 3 million unique vi uh, visitors a month uh, from from the web. Whether it's people searching on Google or finding a, something that somebody posted on Twitter and whatnot. Um, and then in terms of editors, we have I would say like a few thousand active editors around, um, around mm -hmm. the world that are utilizing the IQ token, um, making edits. Where along with our English community, our community is probably growing fastest in uh, Korea. In South Korea, there's a very uh, vibrant cryptocurrency uh, enthusiast 
community in general. Mm -hmm. And I, I find them super interesting because they have such a gamer culture that's been cultivated since the early 2000s that uh, when they're editing Everpedia, it's basically the gamification of edits. And so it, it feels like a game to them and they're yeah. just like very adept to it. And another thing that people don't realize is Wikipedia is only big in the Western world. It's only big in North America and Europe. It's not really big uh, in Asia. And so there is definitely an opportunity there for Everpedia to take over as the premier encyclopedia in South Korea and other Asian countries. Gotcha. So you know, right now it's it's 2019, uh, really early on in 2019, and this time last year and a little earlier, uh, we had a giant crypto boom yeah. where um, you know everyone, you know, people who just heard about uh, things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin were pouring you know a bunch of money into it. The price has skyrocketed, and then yeah. since then we've seen a like a drastic uh, decline. Um, in regards to, uh, you know, where Everpedia stands, like, and, and your IQ tokens, you know, can you kind of talk a little bit about, like, were you guys affected at all by that boom? I know that your tokens aren't necessarily there to be used as speculation. You know, you, people yeah. do stuff on the platform and get tokens, yeah. but I just want to see, like, yeah, yeah, like, just... how were you guys affected at all, if, if at all? Um... It's interesting you asked that because out of all the companies in the crypto market, uh, in the spare market, a lot of companies like had to cut jobs, they, their growth rates like plummeted. Us, the opposite happened actually. We actually oh, wow. doubled our team um, over the past six months. We were originally 13 people and now we're 26 people and people all over the world. We opened an office in Sweden. Uh, we have community managers in South Korea and China. Um, and we're and uh, we're doing a lot of stuff such as we're redesigning our uh, entire front end um, to make it more user friendly, more um, pleasing to the eye and whatnot. And we're also launching a family of dApps of decentralized applications. So right now um, we just have the IQ token for Everpedia, but we see the IQ token to be a foundation of a knowledge economy. And so we're going to have a, a crypto Quora. Uh, we're building a crypto prediction market, and we're going to wow. build uh, other dApps that all utilize the IQ token. Cool, awesome. So yeah, yeah it's it it seems like uh, like a lot of what happened with with the crypto boom was you know for lack of a better word, there's like a lot of scams going on. A lot of companies yeah, were you know just propping up, uh, doing ICOs, making as like money as quickly as possible, and, and then disappearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it looks like what you guys are doing is, you know, you actually are building a, a product, building a, a community um, that's here to that's here to stay. So you know, it's awesome to see. And exactly. to yeah, yeah, to it's, dive a little bit. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's really cool because we're a live blockchain product right now. Like you hear so many different projects. Oh, we're gonna be like uh, the decentralized this and decentralized that, but they have no product. They're just vaporware. Yeah. But like we're actually working. People are actually um, earning IQ tokens. Um, it's just really cool to be a part of, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And to to talk a little bit more about like your uh, you know your personal story and how you got involved in this. Uh, so you you know you were on the founding team. You weren't like one of the original founders, yeah. but you you joined early on in 2016. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know you know you're a fellow UMass guy. So you, you graduated in 2016. Can you yeah. walk us through like 
you know, how you ended up going from, um, you know, fresh out of college to, to joining this, you know, um, blockchain based startup when in 2016, this wasn't something that was uh, super mainstream. Yeah, uh, Everpedia wasn't e even uh, blockchain. That wasn't even a thought yet. But anyways, how I joined was I used to be a contributor to this website called Genius.com, RapGenius.com. It's a website where you can annotate lyrics. I enjoyed actually annotating the news back in 2013. And so from there, I friended all the founders of that website for some reason. And one of them, his name was Mabud Mogadam. And so... Eventually, uh, he left Rap Genius, and he became one of the co-founders of Everpedia in 2015. And he would just post Everpedia pages on his Facebook, and I'm I'm just like, oh, what are these things? And I'm like, oh, these are actually really cool. This this is really interesting. Like seeing wiki pages for stuff like for certain figures in the news, or like people that like I know who are up and coming musicians, but don't have the recognition they deserve. Mm -hmm. And so then I kind of just like followed it. I'd be like doing homework in college and then like I would procrastinate on Facebook and be like, oh, look, an Everpedia page. Like it would be something like that. And so then, so I was, I was like originally a fan of the site. I didn't contribute. And then after I graduated college, um, I didn't really have anything lined up for me. It wasn't that I wasn't trying, but I just couldn't find like the right fit for a job for me. Yeah. Um, and what are you looking for? If like, if you kind of know right now, um, I mean, my background before Everpedia was in politics. So I actually worked on Capitol Hill um, for a summer. I worked on campaigns. I was like looking, I so politics, business, I kind of had a wide net. Mm -hmm. um, I was a political science major, history, philosophy minor in college. So I wrote a lot of papers. So writing was really my background. Yeah. But So I had experience in that respect. And then like a week after I graduated college, uh, Mabu posted the status uh, looking for interns for Everpedia. Uh, hit me up if you're interested. And I, I just hit him up and I was like, hey, like I have this blog. Like I've been like writing on the internet for the past 10 years. And, yeah, I've been writing blogs on and off for the past 10 years. And he was really excited about it. He wanted to be interviewed for my blog. And I was like, oh my God, the founder of Rap Genius. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's <laughs> awesome. And then, and then slowly I um, started making Everpedia pages. And I like just got this like, this like really like, big intuition gut feeling that this should be my path like I was gonna work here I didn't know how I was gonna work there or like at Everpedia I was gonna figure out a way and so I would just like I remember before work in the mornings I used to like search for Everpedia pages to make and then I was just like trying to do what they were looking for and eventually I got like more and more closer with the with the team with the executive team and founding team and Two months after I started editing Everpedia pages, they invited me to move from to LA full time to work out of their office, and I literally bought a one way ticket right after. <laughs> and then I told my parents; they weren't too happy with me. They're like, oh, "What?" <laughs> and I, I, I calmed them down. And and then in and then two months later, in, in September 2016, I moved out here um, full time to work at Everpedia. And I've had I've worn so many different hats over the past two and a half years. Um, I've been like a quasi journalist. So I've been making like, I was making wiki pages for news events and people in the news. And um, especially in this era of fake news, that can be very tricky. Mm -hmm. So I try to be as balanced and careful as possible with my research and words when I was doing that. But it was like, it was really something uh, working at the Everpedia office. It, it was uh, the Everpedia offices was this uh, penthouse outside UCLA. It had four nice. rooms. Um, 
it was like the living room was basically the office. Like there was just like a line of desks and computers. I was sleeping in a bunk bed, sharing a room, which I <laughs> the last time I did that was in college. And I didn't even have a bunk bed. We had like we had a Z room with two different beds, but yeah, I had, yeah, I had one of those too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Z rooms. Um, but yeah, sleeping in a bunk bed, and I was just basically like working every day and just making wikis, just finding stuff to make wikis for. I probably made like thousands upon thousands of wikis and edited thousands of more i like i've lost count over the past two and a half years yeah and then my i kind of one thing i've learned uh at everypedia is you always have to keep evolving uh, especially as like the company evolves you have to evolve otherwise it's you could get left behind per se and so one opportunity i saw at everypedia it was in the summer of 2017 i noticed there's an opportunity to make to like be paid to make Everpedia pages because I was like, oh, Wikipedia, like people sell Wikipedia pages all the time. And it's this whole underground marketing one. I was like, why don't we just like make an Everpedia version of that that's more out in the open? So I actually led this uh, initiative called the service called Everpedia Plus. And I sold like, I don't know, like 50 or 75 or 100 wikis over the next year to different people. I like learned a lot about sales and like dealing with customers and dealing with like different business people. Um, and so that was a like, good experience for in sales. And then um, I don't even know how I became the director of strategic partnerships. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> just fell in my lap. I kind of saw like how I kind of saw an opportunity um, to like sell wikis. I saw an opportunity to um, actually just part partner and collaborate with different companies and organizations and influencers and so I just started um reaching I like the first partnership we did was actually really random it was with this this um organization called the MMA Pro League it was this mixed martial arts league started by um this guy who worked at HBO pay-per-view for 15 years uh, he actually started HBO pay-per-view and then he left, he kind of retired for a little bit. And then he started this pro league and I was connected with them through mutual friends. And Everpedia was like the official database for their first fight. So we made pages for all the fighters. We did a lot of promoting for the fight. Uh, in return, they, we were basically like, um, the, like the event was like sponsored by Everpedia or powered by Everpedia. Yeah. So that was really cool. Just like finding different relationships and synergies to um, just have partnerships with. And now... One really cool, we have a few partnerships going, but one of the really cool ones we have is uh, the biggest dubstep DJ in the world. His name is Excision. He has this thing called Artist Spotlight of the Week. And um, he basically says like, oh, just, like check out this guy. Like, and like he says a few words about them. And in the last tweet, he'll tweet out their Everpedia page. And so, oh, dope. yeah. And so that's been really, he's been doing that for the past several weeks. And that's really cool. Especially, nice. I like, so especially since I'm like a fan of the genre and like I've been like always been making pages for like that niche community. And so it's like finally like they're getting the pages and the sites getting recognition in the community that it really deserves. So Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, from from what you said there, there's like a few things that I think are really uh, important to kind of drill down on. Well, the, fir the first thing is like you know, you, you were this, you know, you graduated school and you didn't actually have a plan and, and you kind of, you know, saw this opportunity uh, present itself, yeah. which was like being an intern at Everpedia. And I, I don't know, was it like a paid position at all? Or was it kind of no. just like, yeah, no. so exactly. So like, you know, you see this opportunity that's, you know, not being paid. 
Um, and it's it for a lot of people, it, it would be hard to justify that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like a lot of people don't really see the big picture. They're just like, oh, they just a lot of people like aren't humble or like, and they they think very highly of themselves. Um, <laughs> you have to. You really have to realize you aren't um, just you aren't really anything yet. You can't think so highly of yourself. Um, that and with Everpedia, my kind of mindset with with it was, uh, I'm gonna get out what I put in. And even though I wasn't getting paid at the time, and I was like, um, just like dedicating a lot of time to it, I kind of had the long term vision yeah. of where it could lead me to. And so that is really what justified um, my me dedicated the free time is like kind of sacrificing that for later. And yeah, like for sure. Something, something that people need to understand is like, even though like you might not be getting paid or like you're not, you feel like you're not getting your worth now, it will be worth it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree that, you know, a lot of people are, um, you know, they're not like, grounded or enough i i it's 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 weird way to put it but like from from the other side though i definitely see that you know a lot of companies often you know do like things like unpaid internships to kind of you know sometimes exploit people and and obviously you know it's it's different definitely a line yeah yeah so how how, from your like how what, what advice would you have for someone who maybe might be in a similar position and you know, they're trying to figure out whether they should do something for free or for very little. How, how can you tell whether or not this opportunity is one where you'll be able to grow and, and not just kind of like, you yeah. know, waste I mean, your time and get nothing out of it? You have to see what company you're working for. Like if you're doing an unpaid internship at a pretty big company, um, it you really don't have too much growth. But I mean, like, yeah, you can get like a paid position or whatnot, but like you really don't have too much growth potential. Where uh, with me, I kind of started this basically a garage startup, mm-hmm. which which is basically like a group of guys in a room, like a few like some developers and some uh, content creators, and it was basically just like all of us together, and there wasn't really a hierarchy, um, so much. It was like it was yeah. very like an open collaborative space, and so I was just kind of I, so being in like that environment, there's just like so much room for potential to grow. Mm-hmm. And so we have to like, if you're doing an unpaid internship, you got to like realize what you're doing unpaid internship for um, and like if it's worth it or not. And in terms of like picking a startup to work, with, let's say you want to like do something like what I did and like work for like a really like small up and coming startup, like you definitely have to take a look at the team around, um, get, get to know the people. Uh, is it worth it? Like. Do, do, do these people have what it takes? Like, are they willing to grind and be dedicated to it even when the going gets tough? Cause there, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, being, For sure. you know, it just comes with the territory, mm-hmm. but it, in the end, if, if you, I guess it's a combination of putting yourself in the right position to succeed and, um, a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck here. But I think the main thing is, uh, yeah, putting, yourself in the right position to succeed. Yeah. 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 I mean, that definitely, you know, is uh, super important because, you know, like uh, on this podcast, especially uh, a lot of the people listening definitely want to start their own thing. And, you know, a lot of the times maybe the best way to, to really get into entrepreneurship is to join a startup early on. Um, similar to what you did, you know, you, like you said, you, you are able to wear many hats. You are able to essentially, you know, make of it whatever you want. You, you know, you're a linguistics yeah. guy, a politics guy, and now you're, you know, 
director of strategic partnerships like so yeah, it's I uh, definitely didn't train for this in college but yeah. I, guess I, I guess i did a little bit in terms of like in terms of sociability like learning how to socialize yeah. people because uh, i did definitely do like being the director of strategic partnerships is definitely a social job just like reaching out to people uh keeping relationships with people and just like trying to communicate correctly like how we could work together yeah, yeah, for sure. And to kind of go a little bit back to to Everypedia, um, in, in terms of like, you know, I when you reached out to me, you actually made me a page, and I thought that yeah. was super cool. And you know, I looked at I looked at it a little bit before, but I mean, I'll be honest, like I I had seen it, you know, a little while ago, but I always went back to Wikipedia. What do you think? Um, is there? Do you think there is going to be like this turning point where people, you know? St- the default doesn't isn't Wikipedia. It's now Ever Everpedia, and like if so, you know what would it take for that to happen? Um, in in your opinion, uh, that's a great question. Like Wikipedia, um, is a pillar of the internet. Honestly, it's been around yeah. since two thousand one, two thousand two, um, and it's really it's definitely a success story of the internet. Like who could have thought that like a a free open knowledge project could work and Wikipedia really laid the groundwork for that. Um, I think the the problem is with Wikipedia though is in, in early in its history there was this kind of battle between the inclusionists and the deletionists and the deletionists won out and the deletionists won out before all these, inf- like I said earlier in the podcast, before yeah. all these influencers became big and it really put Wikipedia back and also like if you just the, the way Wikipedia is now, like the, the site really hasn't changed since its founding in 2002. It could definitely yeah. be a lot more interactive of a page. Um, and wh- well, why do you think why do you think that is? Just because it's fully it's open just, source, no one has taken the initiative? Um, I think it's just um, it's a nonprofit and they really don't have an incentive to mm-hmm. improve it too much. And I guess they just want to keep it simple and they don't have all the resources to like improve it you know, in, in, in like a correct fashion, but, yeah. um, well, what could, yeah, that's going to be, well, it's, that's like, a that you're to, going back to your question, like, uh, Encyclop- encyclopedia Britannica is still around, but it just serves a different function. I could see Wikipedia being around in the future, but just serving as a different function. I've always seen Everpedia as like a, a compliment to Wikipedia, honestly, mm-hmm. because we have all, all of their pages. So like for, for example, it would be cool in the future. Um, I'm just spitting out ideas here. If somebody created, somebody in our community created a bot, let's say to update all the basketball player Wikipedia pages, and it, with that bot, like the bot earns IQ tokens, and then those IQ tokens can go around and be uh, donated to Wikipedia by that person. Like I could see a future where that yeah. happens. I think that would be really cool, and it would be different knowledge projects supporting each other. So I think. There is there is room for Wikipedia in the future, but I think the future is Everpedia, and especially in the terms of um, with the with like all this talk of censorship and like um, where our content is coming from is like is how do we know what we're reading like is true and not biased? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wikipedia has a lot of problems in that respect, especially in the where the editor community is. You have a lot of editors that are very dictatorial over their pages. And so like if you want to make a if you wanted to make a page about yourself or if you want to edit a page it's very it's very difficult to do so 
And so on Everpedia, we just want to be much more open and collaborative in that respect yeah. where like you can go and edit your page or if you actually know something about the Barack Obama page, you can go and add that or yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of, you know, like you brought up, you know, fake news and, and misinformation, how does, um, like what, what is, what's been built kind of into the system, uh, at, at Everpedia that, you know, prevents or, um, helps, you know, mitigate the spread of, of misinformation like that, you know, that's, that's a unique yeah. factor of, of your platform and, and how it works like with the blockchain. Yeah. So, um, with our voting system, the community, like I said earlier yeah. in the podcast, the community gets to vote on edits. And um, we have like a lot of dedicated community members that are like, we have this activity feed. Uh, people always check the activity feed, make sure the content is all accurate and up to date and there isn't fake news on there. But there there are um, things called edit wars where people, where there, it's a controversial subject and people just mm-hmm. go back and forth, back and yeah. forth. And that's just, a, that's just natural to, any wiki wiki platform because all the wikis on it are in essence living documents and things are going to be changed things are going to like and things are going to be updated so i think it it's only natural for there to be a debate but yeah we can um this this more democratic voting system is another what is an alternative for creating content than what wikipedia has right now for sure. And then to kind of, you know, take a step back and look at the larger ecosystem in general, um, yeah. what, what do you see as like other verticals, other, um, you know, companies that might, you know, prop up that, you know, do something similar where they offer to the users of the platform uh, tokens and or essentially, you know, kinds of a, a kind of like incentive or ownership uh, within the platform to to do certain functions like with you guys it's to edit to, to vote yeah. and things like that um, you know there's been a lot of talk about you know transportation companies doing that maybe a company like uber uh, creating tokens yeah. for drivers and riders what, what do you see I as the, that the moving problem, forward i think with if you're going to do like a crypto uber or like a next generation uber the problem with uber right now it's built on old infrastructure and it's not really efficient if there were just mm-hmm. going to be a new uber um, it would have to probably utilize, utilize data a lot more to you know, to be more just accurate and to how can I? It would it would have to be built on new infrastructure, maybe like electric cars or uh, self-driving cars. But I don't, that's just a random thought of <laughs> I ha- I've been thinking yeah. about. But to go back to like other um, things that can be tokenized, um, we're so early on, so. People say, oh, like who's going to build the crypto Twitter or the crypto Facebook? Like the crypto Twitter and crypto Facebook, it's not going to look anything like um, Twitter and Facebook now, I feel like. Um, it might look similar to it, but it's definitely going to function differently. I can, But I can see there being a native token to, um, to let's say, like a crypto show, social network where people actually like put up a token to post content or post something. And then like based on the engagements they get, they get rewarded tokens and those who contribute more to the platform, like contribute content, they get rewarded more. And um, yeah. I don't know, have you heard of Steemit? No, I haven't. Okay, so Steemit has been around since I think either 2015 or 2016. It was built by the person who built, who's the kind of the architect behind EOS, his name's Dan Larimer. And think of Steemit as a kind of decentralized Reddit medium so people can use the Steam token 
to um, write Steam to write, let's say, like long posts, like long blog mm -hmm. posts. And yeah, they submit Steam uh, Steam tokens to submit it on the network. And that's actually like that was really the first social media network that used um, blockchain, and it's been successful. Um, yeah, like I said, it's been around for a few years now, and um, it was started by the person who built EOS. Which, oh wow! Yeah. I would definitely look, yeah, I would, if you're looking for like a, a use case for social media um, blockchain applications, I would look into Steemit as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, to kind of um, f follow up on that, like, do, do you think the tokenization of um, all of these things is going to be the way the world is, is going to move like in the future? Like per, on a personal level, is that what you believe like? things are going to be like in, in the, in the coming decades, do you think just because from your experience, like with Everpedia, it seems to be, that's yeah. kind of the backbone of, of, of what it is. Do you think that is like what everything else is going to end up uh, going towards as well? Yeah, I could see uh, a tokenized future. Um, it's, it's hard, it's hard to imagine it now in this world be, because of like just how everything is. But if more people, are upset about how their personal data is being used or like how they're they're being spied on or how they're being censored and what on on different social media platforms they're going to look for alternatives and i think that those factors are 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 going to contribute towards it that's that's even outside the whole incentivized aspect of it but i definitely see um a tokenized future ahead of us and in a lot of ways that we don't expect um I definitely see, I see like the biggest use case for tokenization, the most likely one in gaming and having mm -hmm. um, different uh, fungible and non-fungible assets uh, in games, such as like armor or currency in games, just like put it on the blockchain and have real world value. And so, like, I mean, so we're definitely heading towards that direction in gaming. Like I said, it's like only natural. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and that's super interesting. I, I mean, I personally believe that, you know, we're going to start seeing like some of the, the best, um, you know, blockchain innovations coming in the next few years, uh, especially, you know, now that everything's pretty quiet because a lot of the people who lost all their money aren't talking about it. And yeah, things people are were actually, yeah, things yeah, are in the bear market. For sure. For sure. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited for that. Uh, and, it, you know, it just it's just gonna be really cool for everyone to see like a, a lot of these things we can really even uh, fully wrap our heads around just because they're so new. So um, yeah, I get like amazed every day. I walk in my office. I'm just like, what are they building now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really exciting to be like being a part of this. And I remember going back to the East Coast to visit friends, mm -hmm. and um, just all the hype behind uh, crypto and Bitcoin yeah. and just died down. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I know people that are building stuff every day, but like, yeah. People just, People just it's, don't see it's a it. Different, it's a different mindset. It's like a speculative mindset and, uh, you yeah. know, creative mindset. You know, I was, I mean, I was, I was on the speculative side, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, did, did you end up, I, I mean, since you knew about like all this crypto stuff before, did you end up kind of like, you know, stocking up on, on all the coins, you know, yeah. right before they took off? Yeah, no, I, I like, it's funny, like, cause when I originally bought different, uh, coins and stuff, I thought I was like late to the party, but I was in time. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, a lot of lessons learned, um, yeah. in terms of, of trading and stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, but <laughs> it was fun. And, yeah. uh, 
definitely definitely helped me out a little bit <laughs> but for sure uh, yeah but trading something in speculation is something else entirely from building but yeah it's just a it's just a part of the ecosystem yeah and i mean it's easy it's easy for for people who are new to it who don't really know what it is when i first got involved i didn't know what it was and i was just like yeah you know i'll buy and you know make yeah. some money um but but yeah, yeah i mean like you said you know stuff is built in the bear market and like while you know everyone else is kind of out here speculating people are actually building so it's awesome to see you guys yeah. doing that and um you know, as we kind of wrap this up, I, I'd love yeah. to, you know, have you kind of just give your final takeaways, like, you know, what is, what's your overall experience been, you know, uh, like, like we talked about earlier, you know, leaving school, not knowing yeah. which direction your life was going and joining this early uh, blockchain start or, or not even a blockchain startup early uh, yeah. startup that be, goes into this weird blockchain thing. And then, you know, now you're here and um, just kind of, you know, give us a final takeaway. Like what can we all kind of learn from this experience to, to help us just like be on the lookout yeah. for new opportunities and, and really, um, you know, get involved in things early on. Yeah. Well, I feel incredibly lucky to be a part of this. I didn't set out to be like, to be, Oh, I'm going to be director of strategic partnerships at, at a blockchain startup. No, I actually, I, the reason why I joined Everpedia was I just thought it was cool. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the original original reason why I started making pages and um, some big takeaways. Um, follow your gut, follow your intuition. Even if everybody around you is saying no, honestly, like just ignore them. Just like, just, you <laughs> know, you. what's best, just, you know, what's best for yourself. Just, and if there's, if there's like a, a risk, just take it. Um, that's what I did. Like, what's the, like the worst thing that could happen to me is, oh no, I have to move back to New Jersey. Like, oh, yeah. oh well. And like, at least, For sure. and like the like, just think like the worst that can even happen is like all like the lessons you've learned along the way that you can take. And I've learned so much. I've probably learned more in the past two and a half years than I did in like, like eighteen or sixteen years of school <laughs> in school. Yeah. About just people, business, relationships, um, the startup world, like feels a lot faster than normal time like startup time like things just evolve so fast like just move so fast mm -hmm. and then crypto once we got to crypto things move even faster and it's just been real things just are just moving at a pace that i never thought <laughs> that they would like and every year i'm in like a different position than i was yeah dramatically than i was the previous year and gotcha. so um another thing is when the going gets tough, just, you know, just put your head down and work. Like you're going to face adversity along the way. And so when that happens, just remain calm. Just like, no, it's not the worst thing in the world. And also find ways to work smart. Like you can work hard, but if you work hard, you could be wasting a lot of energy. So if you can find like smart things to get things uh, done well and in quality and fast, um, don't feel guilty about it. Just try to, just try to be as efficient, but like, quality driven as possible with whatever you do for um, sure what else um i don't i kind of honest I, I don't know <laughs> that's it really i kind of yeah just, i mean there <laughs> i see opportunities and i take them like i'm just find out like everyone every person is different in terms of their skill set in terms of recognizing opportunities and what can they bring to the table figure out like what makes you tick and then just play on those advantages when when you look for opportunities like i'm personally i'm just good at like relationships and making connections between things and bring bringing people and and opportunities together so find out what you're good at and um it takes experience it takes like 
I mean, I've had so many different jobs over the past. Before I joined Everpedia, I was a video editor. I worked in politics. I um, I was a writer. I like, I mean, I worked in an office. Um, I did so many different things. And I, it ended up, startups ended up being my path. And um, yeah, just don't, don't be afraid to take risks. And just, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there you guys have it. You know, I, I think, uh, like, like you said, you know, find something that you think is really cool, and uh, yes. you know, just, just join it. Like, realistically, especially for everyone listening out there who might be, you know, young, like, you, you I mean, you know, like myself, like you, Dave, we have so much time that yeah, just, just, just do things. Just don't you know, be afraid to reach out to people. That's the number one. Hundred percent. That's like, that's that's, that's, <laughs> it. that's. I think that's we can end on like. I reached out to you to get this podcast to be on this podcast interview. Yeah. I reached out to Mavud to become an internet Everpedia, which over the next two and a half years brought me on a journey to be the director of strategic partnerships of Everpedia. So don't be afraid to reach out to people, whether it's a question or people just, and also people just love being reached out to for either questions or like, if you think what they're doing is cool. For sure. Um, or if you want to like even help with what they're doing. And so don't be afraid to reach out to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I can't even like tell you how much I think that's so important just cause like, <laughs> you know, with, with this podcast, you know, with, with my job, I'm reaching out to people constantly, whether it's like, you know, trying to get them to, to buy this product, whether it's trying to get people on the podcast and it's like, you know, you reach out, you reach out, you reach out, you offer value and great things happen. And like when, like you said, you reached out to me and you know, I, I'm kind of new to this podcast thing and I was flattered. I was like, yeah, like for sure. I, that's, that's so, it's so cool that, uh, that you want to come on. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to do it. And, and, you know, like me, most people are, are, you know, are happy to, to help out and to just, you know, be viewed as like yeah. a thought leader, you know, cause like yeah, in everyone's exactly. mind, you might see someone and be like, oh, this person's super successful. This person's, you know, is killing it in life, but they might, you know, just not view themselves like that highly or, or yeah. it's, it's weird. Pe people just kind of, you know, ground themselves often and, um, or at least people who are like leveled and, and things like that. And when, when someone reaches out to them and it's like, Hey, I really like what you're doing. It's, it's always a nice feeling. So, so yeah. never right. hesitate to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm flattered that to, to be on your podcast, honestly. Um, I think what you're doing like is really cool. Um, you're definitely setting up a brand for yourself, which I think a lot of people should be doing, but you're definitely way ahead of, of the curve on that. Um, and try my like, best out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just keep it up. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. And th thank yeah. you for, uh, for coming on, David. It was really awesome. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me, Ben. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, go rate and subscribe to the podcast. Even share it with your friends if you found the lessons valuable. We do the show every week, so stay tuned for more episodes. And till next time.